Hello and welcome to Overtime Hockey Talk. My name is Mark Paul and my co-host Justin Baker and I are continuing our top 20 of each position and on today's show, the top 20 centers as promised. Justin, after a week in Ireland for myself and a, a week in Michigan for you. Wow. It's good to see you again. <laughs> good to see you. Make it sound so glamorous for me. I mean, I tried. Great. Was it as what is it as glamorous as I made it sound? I mean, it it really was. How was the trip, by the way? Uh, it was pretty incredible. Yeah, if you can ever go to Ireland, I didn't get to go see a Belfast Giants game, which is apparently the professional hockey team in Belfast. Right. Uh, we were there for like for a night, and they weren't playing until the following night. They played the night before and the next night, but not the night we were there. So I'll be honest. I as much as I love hockey, I would with with that being over there i would not have even thought about hockey i would have thought about whiskey right oh i had lots of that yeah (laughs) good boy (laughs) yeah uh i mean i would have watched hockey while drinking whiskey okay there we go is like every other day of the week (laughs) whether i'm in michigan (laughs) or ireland but uh yeah so yeah ireland's incredible i I strongly recommend visiting uh you know i couldn't live there because it would be impossible to watch hockey so hard because you'd know the score because it's five hours ahead. So, you know, but a game starts at midnight at earliest. You can't. You, That's true. You're not, you might be able to watch a game here and there live, but for the most part, you're waiting until the next day. And then you've already seen the score because you're probably going to work if you live there. And then you're, what, the next night you're going to watch a game that was played the day before. And I don't know. I just couldn't do it. I, I have a thing against... I have a really hard time watching a taped game. Yeah, I, I don't mind I know it so score. much. But yeah, that's the thing. Like, I'm so tempted to just look look up the score already, especially like now. I mean, half the reason I watch a lot of hockey games is for from a fantasy perspective too, right? So, sure. you know, I'm checking out guys that I have on my roster, you know, your your Manthas, your McKinnons, or whomever you have on your team. And so, like, I, I would be tempted to just that up and then i'm like oh crap well that was the score last night why the frick am i okay whatever and so that would right, ruin right. it for me for sure yeah especially when your team loses and i mean honestly on youtube they have such a good recap on it they like, do those nice little 10 minute recaps yeah they do yeah yeah and you get almost every shot on goal so you're pretty much covered uh but it's just it's just not the same it's, I i couldn't do it i couldn't live over there because of that fact it would drive me nuts i was like i don't, I don't feel like i could be a invested the way that i'd want to be <laughs> but anyways uh back to our top 20 centers or or on to our top 20 centers if you didn't listen to the show of our top 20 goaltenders i strongly suggest it uh, a lot of, a lot of times you listen to you know I, I know we're not the only ones out there who who rank things uh we, we do the best ones though we do the top 10 of each team you can go back and listen to all those uh next show we'll be doing the edmonton oilers so that's uh it's it's a everyone knows who's number one number two number three no maybe not i don't know and number one though. i might surprise number you with one, no. <laughs> number one yeah no no shocker uh but needless to say most of the time a lot of those lists they end up being pretty similar and you listen to guys and they're like yeah i had i had two guys flipped and that's their controversy uh 14 and 15 were different but our goaltenders were very different we had some drastic differences in our goaltending so i I think that's always fun when uh, you get two different perspectives especially since justin is uh you know 
I don't know. Do you consider yourself a current goalie or a former goalie? That's that's a good point, actually. I hadn't really thought about that. And I think I'd like to consider myself a current goalie since I'm just barely a year removed from you, last time I played. You're like on the shelf, but like you're not going to be... Still know, on IR, yeah. Yeah, you're still, still on, on IR. IR. You're, you're recovering. So, yeah, I'm not like... Uh, What's this? I'm like I consider myself like a uh, man. Who would who would I compare it to? I don't even know. Whatever. Move on. Get That's past right. it. You're like Mike Fisher a couple years ago. There we go. You're just waiting for the right opportunity. There it is. Okay. All right. So top twenty centers. Uh, I don't know about you and the way that you ranked your your players, but I did mine by just like my goaltender. Who do I want on my team for this regular season? Not like. Oh, what's this guy going to be in the future? Like, obviously, we know, you know we know there's some guys who uh, are if if you have to if you have to draft a team, you're not going to take Sidney Crosby near the top because the guy's 33 years old, and chances are he's you know, he's not going to be who he is for another 10 years. So, actually, he won't be. I can I can guarantee that. I'll <laughs> I'm willing to go out on a limb and say that 43 <laughs> year old Sidney Crosby won't be able to keep up with whoever the heck comes in the league in the next 10 years. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, another thing I did too is I tried to take injuries out of the equation. I mean, they did play a small part, um, but I didn't like... Like, for instance, I, I did did play a large part, and it was like, would I have this guy, like you said, for a season? But that's assuming he's healthy for the whole year, right? Yeah, like, like I'll, I'll, I mean, Evgeny Malkin, he's on my my list of top 20 centers. He, he appears, he makes a, he makes a, yeah. a small appearance. And uh, I and he's injured right now, but that wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna let a short term like a current. Okay, the guy's gonna miss a, a month or whatever, however long he's out for. Uh, it's not gonna affect my list or his place in it. So. Exactly. All right. Well, with that said, uh, how about your just miss? My just missed. Okay, I got four people. Okay, just missed. All right, I've got three. Okay, so. fair enough. Uh, I got Zabinajet. Okay. Yeah. Uh, off to a nice start. Yeah. Very good start in New York. He's he's looking like he's coming into form, but uh, a lot of uh, a small piece of the way I, I look at a lot of guys too is past production, right? Um, you know, obviously Zabinajad could be a guy future wise where I might say, you know, maybe next year or the year after where he could he could crack the top twenty if his, you know, current production rate continues to grow like it has been and he looks like he's coming into form as a number one. Um, yes, over the last uh, three seasons. The last three is in this season and the two previous. Okay. Uh, so dating back to what, 2017, uh, he is the 39th highest scoring center on, uh, according to NHL.com, who, uh, Mitch Marner's a center at NHL.com, and so is uh, Leon Dreisaitl, although we're going to get to Leon Dreisaitl as a center. I got I got some things some things to talk about. But it also has Brad Marchand as a center, which I, he, he's not. not. He's not. <laughs> But he's the fourth highest scoring center, according to uh, NHL.com. But uh, I think for the most part, most of these guys, they're correct. But yeah, 39th is where it's been a jet line. Okay, so. fair enough. Uh, another guy, Braden Shen, who's right above him. couple spots. Don't choke. Uh, yeah, if you hear me cough, just, yeah. just know if I sound like I... <laughs> Like I'm trapped in a pipe or something like that. That's that's why. Yeah, great. A little cold. Uh, Sean Monahan also made my just missed. He made mine as well. Okay, and uh, Elias Pettersson made okay. my just missed. Okay, just because again, I think I have a hard time with guy who had one. I mean, 
obviously he he was a rookie last year, but just one good year. And I, I'm the type where I, I look at a guy like him and I think the future is very bright and he'll probably be on my list next year. But, you know, I want to see the success, the, the production continue. So. Okay. Um, Thomas Konechny. Okay. He's on my just missed. He has had a great start to this year. Uh, was was an underrated last year was for the Flyers, for a bad Flyers team, though. Uh, now, he's another guy that's primarily been on the wing. He's, he's on the wing. He's 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 kind of back and forth. Yeah. And, you know, he can, yeah. But I, I, I threw him in there because I, I, I'm excited about the start that he's having. Okay. That's it, fair. It feels like there's a lot of Flyers prospects who have been touted about for years. And none of them have really, like Provorov, yes, incredible defenseman. Uh, but in terms of their forwards, a lot of them, it was like Scott Lawton, he's going to be amazing. And then, oh, right. <laughs> and, and he's Scott Lawton. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's nice to see Konechny uh, putting up some some big points. Uh, Anze Kopitar. Okay. He's on my just missed as well. Good deal. Uh, just felt like he's, I think he's probably in that He's gone down far enough. Like he was terrible last year, as were the rest of the Kings. Right, and all. But yeah. he was he was just god awful last year. Uh, was hardly a number one center, and he just looks so slow. And he's not off to a great start this year. Either. He actually is production wise. Yeah, is he having it? Oh. ten points and I think oh, eleven just, games right now? Uh, he's looking pretty good in the Kings. Well, I mean, me <laughs> I mean, if you really think about it, like where we expected the Kings to finish, yeah, they're still towards the bottom, and I, I don't expect too much out of them. But you know, he's still he's still putting up the points. Oh uh, yeah, he does have so, points. Yeah, yeah, that's ten uh, points in nine games. That's what happens when you don't watch hockey for a week? <laughs> right, you miss a bunch. Yeah, uh, yeah. but uh, nevertheless, it doesn't cha- it doesn't change the fact that I, I just I don't think that he's he's there. No, he is. He's slowing down a little bit, you know. And it's like, how? He, he, there's a lot of guys, and he included, I think, where I, I do worry, like, how long can he sustain this kind of production? Because for a team that's supposed to be bad, and I think that probably will be bad by the end of the year, you know, is it going to be because he slows down, or is it going to be because the rest of the team is terrible? So, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I mean, they're still bad. <laughs> yeah, they're still bad. They're yeah. still, you know, fifth fifth in the wild card race. Uh, they, you know, they're they're not doing anything too special. They they have had a couple games where they beat teams, like they beat Calgary, they beat Winnipeg, teams that are well, right above least, them. At least they're supposed to be in the playoffs, but right, <laughs> they're not currently. But probably because they lost to the Kings, that's that's why they're not. Uh, it's going to be yeah. a rough go if you lose to the Kings. Uh, okay. Let's go with your number twenty. Number twenty. Nineteen and eighteen. Okay, number twenty. We just talked about Kopitar. Um, I do think he's still capable of being a number one, but he is slowing down a little bit. And I'm worried that the type of production he has early on isn't going to be sustainable for the year. So mm-hmm. if he if he keeps it up, great. Good on him. I, I think he's very capable of doing that. And I think he still has a good two-way game. So Yeah, and we'll see what happens with the rest of the Kings. Like, do they, you know, look at, look at this current roster and start to move some pieces? Right. Yeah, quick starting to come back into form a little bit. So do well, they try to maybe move him? And I've also heard some so. rumors about them looking to trade quick. Yep, there you go. So, so uh, number 19, hometown boy, Dylan Larkin. I love where his game's going. I think he is... You know, Dylan Larkin didn't make my list. Did he not? No. Wow. He didn't even cross my mind. I mean, okay. I didn't even cross <laughs> it's my not mind. A, it's not an insult to him. Uh yeah, maybe, I just, maybe that more speaks to like the amount of good centers that are if, out there. If really. we do a top thirty, he's in my top thirty. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, granted, he is only nineteen on my list, so not too high. But um, and the number eighteen, Logan Couture. 
I okay. this guy is very capable scoring goals, and I think now that he, there's no Joe Pavelski in front of him, and he's not slotted behind the second line, you know. Oh, I mean, he was incredible in the playoffs. Oh, absolutely, fourteen goals. I mean, like he was just unstoppable. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would I I agree. If Logan Couture is my seventeen, so okay. we're we're pretty close on that one. Um, Twenty, I have Nicholas Backstrom. Okay, a little higher on my list, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Nicholas Backstrom. Reason why he slipped to twenty, uh, I, 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 I'd love to have him on my team. It's not a, it's not a knock on him. It's just that uh, the guys ahead of him. I have Elias Pettersson at nineteen, guy that missed your list, but I just think an unbelievably dynamic player. Where Nicholas Backstrom needs Ovechkin, or like he needs he needs other people around him because he dishes the puck so, I mean, so incredibly. Uh, but well, he's not a goal scorer. He's not. Sure. He's not a goal scorer, and he's also not a guy who's driving his line anymore. And so uh, that that bumps him down on that list. I I love his playmaking ability. He's still an elite playmaker, but to me, he's he's slipped. He's not as fast as maybe an Elias Pettersson, who who slightly edges him on this list for me, and maybe a little bit of a bias in terms of. Like Nicholas Backstrom is one of those guys who has been so good for so long that it's almost like, is there a new guy we can put in there? Because I'm <laughs> I'm bored of you now. Like I've done this before. I'm Backstrom bored and Ovechkin. Like how many think think they through. try to put Kuznetsov in there, but then just they go back to yeah. old reliable yeah. when yeah. things get a little shaky. But it just seems like maybe the Capitals because we've watched that movie so many times that it just kind of gets a little bit old. But I get that. But yeah. alas, and he's not like an exciting player either when he's on the ice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then my 18 is actually another Capitals center of gaining Kuznetsov. Ooh. Okay. Good deal. Yeah. So I, there's there's actually quite a few teammates in this top 20 list. Uh, it's made me it made me see. Wow. Okay. So there's there's a lot of good centers in this league, but several teams have done their best to get two of them. Which well, leaves a lot of teams without any centers. And we, I mean, when you just think through some of these teams now, you know, you, you look at their roster and you go, oh, yeah, no wonder they're, they're not doing great because they don't have one of these centers. And a lot of these centers are on good teams. Right. So. No, I mean, you look at a team like Minnesota, their number one center is Eric Stahl. Right. Uh, you know, Chicago's got Jonathan Taves, but beyond that, it's like, who's their number two? It's yeah. Strom? No. Yeah, yeah. Like, move on. So and it, you can see it too with the success these teams have. I mean, yeah. I mean, ironically, I guess you've got Arizona who has Nick Schmaltz, <laughs> who's, who's tearing it up. He is tearing it up a little bit. Yeah, and I'll give him that. Anaheim, you're going old school with Ryan Getzlaff, and uh, but they but they're all doing all doing well. Even even Vegas to a certain extent. Uh, I don't know if you have any of their centers on. I do not. Top I've got Mark Stone. I don't either. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Did, I, I was about to say in fantasy, and that's about it. But oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're allowed to have him in fantasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, hopefully none he's of my... not listed as a center like no, every goodness, other no. player. Uh, okay, let's go 17, 16, 15. All right. Uh, so 17, I got Nicholas Backstrom. We talked about him. I still think he's an elite playmaker. Uh, granted, he is you know getting up there in age, but he's and I mean, up... from a fantasy perspective, he's always worth cool. having because you know he's going to get those primary assists to Ovechkin. Yeah, absolutely. And whether he's with Ovi or TJ Oshie, he still has guys that he can dish the puck to who can put it in the back of the net. And so he's having success still. I think he's got nine points in 10 games right now. Um Number 16 for me, Sebastian Ajo. I think this guy's got a lot of potential, and I, I think even right now he's still an elite uh, still an elite centerman. I think he, he isn't off to a, a, 
a really good start right now. I think he's only got like five points. But I think his his two-way game is incredible. I think he he is the next, in my opinion, maybe Patisse Bergeron. He could be that type of player wow. for the Carolina Hurricanes. I don't think he'll ever be that good defensively, but um, you know he's he's got an offensive ability and a defensive ability that is uh, very, very good in my opinion, and I think only going to get better. So for me, number 16, he rolls in there. And at number 15, I've got the other Washington center, Kuznetsov. Okay. So... Uh, yeah, I'm not sure why. I guess is Sebastian Ajo, according to NHL.com, he might be listed as a winger. Is not a center, which is <laughs> just scroll down the teams and you dumb. can maybe. Uh, He's listed as a right winger. Winger, stop. <laughs> yeah, so they have Marner as a center, but Ajo is a a winger. Get it together, NHL.com. Or is it SAP? It we could blame. Be, yeah. Let's blame SAP. Why not? Because you know, who likes SAP? If you work for SAP, SAP, it's okay. We, we still like you. Um, <laughs> oh, okay, so I already said my 17 is Logan Couture. Yep. Uh, my 15, I'm skipping 16 for Are a second. You? My 15 is Jack Eichel. Okay. Who is off to a great start. He's my number 14, by the way. Okay, yep. all right. So not, not too far off there. Uh, and at the beginning of this year, I had I have a lot of question marks about Jack Eichel. Uh, coming into this year. Rightfully so. And Buffalo's off to a great start, and so like is they he. They were last year. And and it's really, I, I hope they can continue it, because it, yeah. it's good to see. Like, I I mean, even from a like a Toronto-Buffalo, I'd love to see a Toronto-Buffalo first round. That would be a lot of fun. That would be, actually. That would be a blast. Yeah, and they've got Olafson now on the wing, who's, who's now he's got two great wingers, right? He's got Skinner and Olafson. Yeah. He's got guys, Reinhardt. So he's got more weapons this year, and I think and he's matured a lot more, too, which is great well, to see. And, and he's playing, he's out there a lot when Darlene's out there, and that's that not going to hurt anybody. Right, yeah. Uh, my 16 is Leon Dreisaitl. Okay, now I left him off because, to me, he's a winger. Like, he, he came in the league as a center, but he's making his mark now as a winger with I, with McDavid. So I couldn't put him on here. When we do our you know, left or right wings, whatever we decide to do list next, he will more than likely be on that list for me. Yeah. Uh, okay, so when you, so a little when you go and you take a look at some, uh, some of the Oilers' statistics, you'll see that Leon Dreisaitl has taken more face-offs than anyone on the Edmonton Oilers. He's taken 154 face-offs through the first 10 games of this year. Uh, he is taking face-offs, which is a huge part of playing center. Sure. Absolutely. Is, is being able to take draws. So he's taking you know, the, the, the most draws out of anybody on this team. He's next, probably better at it than Next McDavid. is Nugent Hopkins, then Shan, then McDavid. McDavid's taken 90. So cl- all, like just a little over half. Of yeah. what dry side. Now I know positionally speaking, defensively speaking, he's playing more of a winger role. Absolutely. But he's taking all the draws. And maybe that's the genius of Tippett here. And then he's in the position to play like sometimes you can't switch. So he's playing both. And like maybe it's just more or less like you're you're an F one, F two, F three. Like McDavid's your F one and Dry Settle's your F two, and you don't really care who's taking the draw or who's playing where, like wherever you are, you are on. I, I know that dry sidle is your work. Like you, if you have to place him in a box, you're going, he's a winger, but he's doing things that centers do. I mean, he's taken 154 faceoffs. And when you look at the rest of the NHL, he's taken the 20th most faceoffs in the league. <laughs> and he's a supposedly a winger. 
Well, look, I mean, right above him at 19, Eric Kala. He's a winger for sure. But yeah, he's taking 156 yeah, face So I I get that argument. I, I get it. But again, for me, I just, I got to put him as a winger. I just. And, and I also, I think that eventually we're going to see him move to center. And if he's playing center, he's in my top 20 centers because he's in my top 20 players. Yeah. That's, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, so he's my, there, there's my 16. So, okay. Um, and your 15 was Eichel. And my 15 was yeah. Eichel. So you had Eichel at 14. 14. And then who are your 13 and 12? All right. 13 is Tyler Sagan. Um, I think a guy who, I don't know what it is historically, but he always seems to start the season a little slow, right? Well, yeah. I mean, last year, the yeah. owner of the Stars is cussing him and Ben out, which there's a lot of rumors revolving around Jamie Ben. Maybe going to the Islanders. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Ben line. right there, too. But, uh, I mean, regardless, I think uh, he's still an elite goal scorer. He's got, he's got amazing speed, and I think he's just he's a great all-around centerman, and he's a guy that I would be okay with being my number one oh, for sure. absolutely. I mean, I think there's, there, is a, there is a way that Sagan gets into my top eight if he's you know, just depending on kind of what happens. I think he's in such a defensive system. Absolutely. Too, that that's that kind of holds him back from putting up these massive point totals. I'm wondering if he were playing in, let's say, Winnipeg, if he'd be putting up bigger numbers. Right. And that's the thing, too. I, I look at it and I always wonder, like, OK, Jamie Ben, yeah, he, he won the Hart Trophy, you know, how many years ago for eight or I'm sorry. He won the Art Ross. Right, right. The Art Ross for 84 points. Barely sneaked it out. Right. Six, I think. Was, was it? Yeah. OK. It was, well, anyways, it was the lowest winner of the Art Ross since like the 50s. Like a non-lockout year, right? And so Jamie Benn obviously slowing down. He's a a big body power forward type guy. So the speed's catching up with him this game. And so it makes me wonder if he was with, like for instance, a Patrick Liney or even maybe a Kyle Connor, how much better would Tyler Sagan look? And so um, while it, while it doesn't necessarily, it's not a knock on Jamie Benn, it's just necessarily just a, I think an asterisk for Tyler Sagan on this list for me and just, I would put him he higher. He could be higher. Yeah. He could be, yeah. Um, so number 12, Evgeny Malkin. I think um, his game is not necessarily gone, but I think the guys ahead of him on this list are just getting better, and they are better currently, where I think just he just hasn't, you know, his production has kind of slipped a little bit, but not, not, not terribly. But, I mean, it's just I think the guy's just ahead of him right now at this point. If I had to have him for a season, I would probably take one of these guys over him. Okay, so. yeah. That's that's fair. I have him a little bit higher on my list. Okay. Uh, I go 14 is Mark Shifley. Okay. Who uh, put up some nice numbers last year. Very nice. Uh, and and is is continuing to do so this season, but I just I I I you know, he's he's a lot higher on some other lists out there. I think I I saw him as high as 8 or 9 on some lists. Yeah, I think NHL.com's got him like at number nine. And that's that's a little bit high for me. Uh, I think he's really good, but I also think he's like he's playing on a, a really great team uh, in terms of offensive production. He's playing on a, on a good team to be a part of, and so I I, I just wonder about that. But uh, I mean, it's not a knock. He's for the fourteenth best center in my mind. I have Sebastian Ajo at thirteen. So I'm a little bit higher than you do, uh, mostly based on I'm not. The first ten games of the season, it's fine. Um, he just, to me, is—he's got speed, he's got size. Like the guy can do, can do everything. I mean, you're that comparison to Patrice Bergeron, maybe not in the defensive 
sense, but in the in the way that he, he could be, he plays he plays hockey the right way. So it'll be fun to see him uh, as he as he matures, what he can do in the playoffs and, and the way he can produce. Uh, my twelve is Tyler Sagan, so not not too far off of where you had him as well. Uh, and we've beaten the Tyler Sagan train to death, so we'll just move on. Right. To yeah. our ele- was eleven it? through nine now. Yeah, eleven through nine. Yeah, so eleven for me is uh, Shifley. Uh, again, I, I think this guy's an incredible centerman. Uh, not quite a top ten guy yet. I mean, obviously at eleven, but uh, yeah, his his game is just just continually growing. I think you know a couple years ago we saw him at eighty two points, and he hadn't even had like a dynamic winger yet. Yeah, and so now he's 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 got that ability to to pass the line A or Connor depending on you know where one of those guys want to be put up in the lineup and as always Blake Wheeler is not a not a bad guy to have on your side who dishes the puck almost as good as anybody else I think he he might be up there with the the you know the Thorntons and the Crosbys in terms of the way they can dish the puck so um so he's getting there and um you know that's why you see him hover around that 30 goal mark and I think he's he's potentially going to probably do 35 maybe close to 40 this year uh depending on how many pucks line A can put in the back of the net so for me, he, he rolls in at number 11. Uh, number 10, probably one of my favorite uh, centermen, a guy who doesn't historically put up the points as well as some of the other guys ahead of him on the list, but is just a beast on the faceoff and a beast defensively, and that's Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, yes, I have him at 11. Okay. So Yeah, I don't think anybody's better at faceoffs than this guy, in my opinion. Maybe Bergeron is I mean, up there. And but he consistently leads the league in faceoffs right. or is like one of the top faceoff guys every year. Yeah, and for a guy of his size, too, he can still move his feet really, really well, which is always phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and then at number nine, I have Steven Stamkos, uh, consistent okay. performer. Um, I just think, you know, again, I think with the guys in front of him, I would probably rather take over the course of a year at this point, but that's just me. Yeah, I mean, Stamkos still put up, what, 45 goals last year? Yeah, freaking incredible. <laughs> and no one's complaining about 45 goals. Nope. Um, I've got Ryan O'Reilly at 11. Okay. 10, I have Evgeny Malkin. So I've got him a little bit higher. A couple spots, yeah. Uh, I know he kind of fell off last year. The year before that, I think he was on NHL.com's list. He was ranked the fourth best center coming into that year. Uh, it's crazy to think you've got Crosby and Malkin. It's just still, even even now, it's like, how'd you get those both those guys? Uh, but I'm I'm just not ready to, to take him out of my top 10. When he's healthy and he's going, he's... He's unbelievable. Uh, it, I think this might be the last year. There, you know, there's a chance maybe he just has this crazy year and he comes back and he's ready to go. You know, he recovers from this injury. And well, he did say he lost a bunch of weight. He's a lot leaner than he was. So right, maybe, right. Like he'll yeah, have the he'll legs back. adjustments, and so I, I, I think there's a chance that he does produce the way that he used to. But if he doesn't, you know, next year. Well, I think he's still capable of being a point per game guy for sure. Yeah, he just may not be top ten center anymore, but I'm not willing to put him out of there until he takes himself out of there. Like right. he's been that good for almost fifteen years now that it's just I don't I'm not gonna take him out of there until he takes himself out of there. Fair. So he's my number ten and then my number nine, I also have Steven Stamkos. Good boy. Tonight. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean you know, I I went back and forth. I said, you know, should I have because I have Braden Point at eight. So Okay. There's there's another duo. Yeah, Tampa. Uh, I, I went back and forth on this, and what really probably I would say pushed me ahead. I mean, there's just so similar. You look at Stamkos, two point six one points per sixty, and 
uh, and Braden Point two point six nine. So they're they're right there with each other. Uh, very similar in terms of goals and goals five on five. Braden Point had six more, but Stamkos had more. So many on the power play. He was just a beast on the power play. So they're they're such different players, and I think they complement each other so well. Uh, but ultimately, I th- I put Braden Point ahead of Steven Stamkos because. I think that this year in particular, we're going to see Braden Point take that number one center role over. And it'd it be like at the end of this year, we're going to go, okay, yeah, Braden, Braden Point, they're still 1A, 1B. Stamkos is still the power play guy. But Braden Point, I think, is going to get the defensive responsibilities that uh, that maybe Stamkos won't. Fair enough. Maybe be played up against tougher competition because that boy can skate. Yes, he can. So. Yeah. Uh, let's go your number. Uh, well, I said my eight, so why don't you Did, go? So let's let's just do eight and seven. Eight and seven, okay. So uh, eight for me, uh, Patisse Bergeron. Okay, yep, he's my number seven. Okay, yeah. I, I think he's, he's still an amazing two-way center, probably top three easily if you talk about two-way guys in this league. Uh, the only knock I have on him is his, his offensive production, right? I know last year's point-per-game production was great, 79 points in 65 games however you look prior to that he never really was a point per game player and I think the offensiveness of his game is sort of exploded because of the addition in my opinion of David Pasternak yeah um, absolutely and having a guy like that you know and so it makes me wonder like you know is he really an 80 point guy or is you know Bergeron more or less a comfortable 60 you know 65 70 point player you know on his own so well he also only played 65 games last year right and i'm trying not to take injuries into it too much because he he never stays healthy for the last three seasons and Uh, i mean but that has to be a it's one thing to go it's a small factor it's one thing to say well this guy's currently hurt but i'm not going to hold it against him it's another thing to say this guy gets hurt every year and he misses 10 15 games every year right like that is that is a factor it does play a small factor for sure but i think for me why he's not higher is mostly because i mean the offensive production. At I think, what point do you think that this sidebar? No sidebar. At what point do you think teams start to go? You know what? You're now you're 30 years old, and so we're not or 35. Let's you know let's like a guy like Bergeron. He's 34. So when does a team go? You know we've done the sports science. We've determined that we're not going to play you on the second half of a back to back anymore through the whole entire regular season. I, I don't. Is that ever coming? I don't know necessarily if it's. If it's like you have to look at a guy and say, okay, we're not going to play you in the, the, the second half because they the, the Red Wings, I remember them tr- talking about this with Cronwall and, and Zetterberg a little bit you know, last couple seasons because they were up in age and injury history. But I think with what the difference is here is they don't have anybody else who can step up, right? Krejci, yeah, maybe he can step up, but he's so unpredictable in terms of production. It's like up and down every other year. Yeah, you know, Last year was great, but the year before that wasn't, right? This year, Krejci not off to a hot start either, so... You know, you don't know what you're going to get. And so I think right now, you know, you're getting decent production with Bergeron. So, um, you know, you have your your hands sort of forced in that sense. But I think if you do have a guy who is a great number two center, for instance, you know, like, I don't know, another team you could look at like Tampa Bay, right? You've got a younger Braden Point and an older Stamkos, even though he's not really old, but he's up there. He's like 28. Right. And so maybe in like five <laughs> years, right? Five years when he's 34, 35, but in Braden Point's in his mid 20s. Maybe you look at it and say, okay, well, now we're going to limit Stamkos' minutes. I think that's Braden what you Point have to do. Braden Point is in his mid-20s. He's like 24. I think. Is he? Yeah. 
Okay, so anyways, but I'm just saying, I think with older I, I guys, you're saying, yeah, you, you maybe start to limit their minutes and let the younger guys play a little bit more if you can. Yeah. But. Yeah, I'm just wondering if they're because with goaltenders, I think if if we had talked three like when we first started the show three years ago, if I told you, Justin, I think that uh, I think the top goalies in the league, they're probably only going to play about 50 games a year. I think we've been like, no, right. The best goalies play 60 or 65 minimum. Like you're not a good goalie if you can't play that many. And now it's like, I mean, the guy who won the, the Vesna trophy. Oh, who won the Vesna last year? It was Ben Bishop, wasn't it? No. Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Best goalie from the best team award. Right. <laughs> but Ben Bishop's up for it and Leonard, and both of them played less than 50 games. Yep. So it's it's a and, and probably the reason Vasilevsky won it is because he played more games. And they and a lot of people probably said, eh, we gotta we gotta have this guy who's actually played a lot of games. Uh but I'm I'm just wondering, is there a point when teams are gonna start to go, no, we're just gonna rest this guy? Like we don't, you know, if Bergeron, he he was out for he missed seventeen games last year. I'm the Bruins' record in those seventeen games was very good. Yeah, because Krejci stepped up, right? So, but and there's other guys who can step. Right, so absolutely. I, I'm just wondering if there there comes a time when the science shows, hey, this would you ra- would you rather this guy be be in game number forty three in the regular season against you know Schmoho team that you know like a, a mid mid of the road team a team that you think you can beat without Bergeron or you know whoever you right. have as your center and you go no oh, we're not going to play you no more back to backs we don't care we're we'll, we're willing to take our losses and and as long as we're in a good position we're going to rest you yeah i think as the game gets faster that's that's a real possibility for sure uh okay uh so yeah we we just had i had so Bergeron one. my 8 he's your yeah. 7 uh, my seven, yeah, Patrice Bergeron. So my number seven. Your number seven. Austin Matthews. Wow, you have them quite low. Quite low for your standards. Yeah. Quite low for pretty much every list out there. So <laughs> I I love, he has the most deceptive wrist shot in the entire NHL, uh, bar none. I love his shot. And he's got a pretty darn good one-timer now all he's, of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he's lighting it up. I think he's got eight goals already this year. Yeah. Uh, not too shabby. So we might actually see him. Well, actually, I shouldn't say we might. We're going to see him get back to 40-goal form, which he hasn't done since his rookie season, um, mostly because, because he's he can't been play, injured. He can't play more than 60 <laughs> games in a year. Right. Um, but for me, the one thing I, I, I question, and maybe you know a lot more about this because you watch a lot more Leafs games than I do, but – his two-way game, right? I, I think when I look at Babcock over last year and a little bit this year, you know, Babcock trusts Tavares a lot more with the two-way game, right? Sure. With Marner and and I think maybe that's that's something that Matthew still has to learn, and I think that's a part of his game that still needs developing because once he gets that down, I think, in a couple of years, he'll be unstoppable. He'll be an easy top-four center for me. Um, but right now, I think just that little piece of his game is lacking. I think the guys ahead of his, ahead of him on this list for me are guys that have maybe that that bit of their game. You know, they're at it a little bit more. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I I think in terms of goal scoring, he's he's higher on this list because he might be the best goal scoring center in the league. He doesn't have more goals than everyone else on this list, uh, but it's more because of injury. Like in terms of goals per game. He's it. No, I, I absolutely he's agree. I think he's the best goal scorer in on this list for me. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I have him a little bit higher. Obviously, I said I have my Patrice Bergeron at seven. Right. Uh, I 
when I when I think of his game, well, we'll we'll, we'll get into him once I. Yeah, once, once we get to him on the list. So let's go to number my six. List. My number six is Alexander Barkov. He is mine as well. Okay, yeah, a lot of a few lists had him at uh, at four. Mm-hmm. NHL.com's had him at four, and so did a couple like Bleacher Report. You know, I I just pull up a ton of lists just to kind of compare and see where other people put see why everybody else sucks compared to yeah ours. yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, so he's my number six because he is never in a position to make the playoffs. And if he, in, in my, it's, it's hard for me to go. Yeah. That guy's the fourth best center in the league, but his team, he can never make the playoffs because the rest of this, his team is so bad. Is that, is it really that way? Or is there something, is there some flaw? Is there something in his game? Now he's, I saw him at number six. Right. So it's not like it's that <laughs> not bad a big bad. enough flaw, but I, I just wonder, you know, is there something that he maybe doesn't have in terms of, I don't know, that presence or that, like, why why do his teams not make the playoffs? So would you say the same about McDavid then at this point? You start to wonder about his game. But when you look at when you look at the Panthers and you go, okay, there's some nice pieces. There's been some nice pieces there. It's mostly Absolutely. been a goaltending issue, I, I, I guess. But, uh, you know, you look at the guys that he's playing with and you're like, he's got good wingers. Like Huberdeau is phenomenal. Uh, he's he's played with good players. I think he's, he's listed Tro- as a center too. <laughs> he's got Vince Trocheck. Yeah, he is. He got Vince Trocheck behind him. Now, granted, last year he didn't, and uh, but still, yeah, Vince Trocheck is your second line center. That's nothing to nothing to bat an eye at. And when it comes to the rest of their team, though, for some reason they just can never get in. And it's like, I, I just wonder, could it be partially him? I mean, probably not. Probably I not. Know. I think I think a lot of times it's been goaltending and defense, and I think systems do play a, a bit into this a little bit. I, th- I th- honestly, if you look at his production, it's it it doesn't jump off the page except for last year. But I, to me, his, last year he had an unreal league, right, uh, which did. which is because you don't you don't have Vince Trocheck, and so you relied upon even more. No, I, I get, get that. I think and, too last year they with the goaltending woes they had. You know, you you expected him to go out and put up you know. Sure couple points every and they night. had an amazing power play they did yeah and I, I think with Quinville now I grant he's he's got eight assists no goals so far through nine games which is kind of funny to think about but um to me Barkoff is one of the better two-way centers in this game I think he has the potential to be Bergeron with on crack offensively so um, on crack yeah, yeah the one and but he has through this year nine games he has no goals right yeah that's what I was just I I mean eight, eight assists but no goals yeah, he's. I mean, he is not necessarily known for scoring goals. Last year was the first time he got over thirty goals. So, um, I don't think he will get thirty-five goals again because I think you're going to have guys like Trocheck who can put up a lot of goals uh, that will be healthier throughout the year. And now he's got who has know, one who has one goal, right, which is kind of funny to think right, about. Right he's now, a, he's Mike, a forty-goal scorer. Mike Hoffman leads their team. And, right. Uh, Brett Connolly has a nice little surprise. Has actually, infinity more goals than Barkov does right <laughs> infinity. now. Infinity. Yeah, so I think I think Barkov will be dishing the puck a lot more just because the pieces around him have the ability to score more. So, well, and, and you know, obviously it's it's worked thus far. I mean, they're they're four two and three, which technically, in my mind, they're four and five. So they're actually right, right. They're right, actually right. they've lost more games than they've won, but they're they've got that first wild card spot locked up for now. Uh, but yeah, that's I think Barkov at six, it feels right. Uh, feels right. Who's your number five? 
My number five, Braden Point. Oh, you, okay. So you've got him in your top five. Yeah, this is a guy. Right. Yeah, right. I love everything about his game, to be quite honest. Um, if there's one guy I think, if I had to think future-wise outside of Connor McDavid that I would go with, this would be the guy. Wow. Okay. Uh, but again, we're not we're not talking futures. We're talking this season. If I had to take one guy, he would be fifth on my list. Um, he's He's got it all working for him. I mean, he's not a big guy, but the dude can skate. The dude can... He, he throws his body around well enough, and he can play defense like no one's business. Yeah. Um, and not what to mention, if, he just puts the points up. What would happen if he was on a not-so-good team? You wonder sometimes, right? I, like, this isn't me. I'm not trying to take anything. I have him at eight, so it's not like no, I, no. I vehemently disagree with you. I, I do think that I would rather have uh, Barkov probably over point. But I wonder... Point has never been on a team that is bad. He's always been on this great lightning team. And I wonder how much, uh, obviously that can, being on a good team can make or break your career at times. Like sometimes there's players we think should be really good and they end up in a bad organization and they never pan out. So you definitely have to you know, give some credence to, hey, he's, on, he's in a good organization, therefore he has developed properly and has developed maybe into like the very peak of what he could be. Uh, I just wonder... How much is Braden Point? How much is the fact that he has some other top five at their position talent in the league? Yeah, and I think I, I don't disagree with that wholeheartedly. I I think when you look at, for instance, another guy on my list a little higher up. Well, I'm sure you have him higher up. Well, you do have him higher up because you haven't mentioned his name yet. But like Sidney Crosby, right? Nobody's ever played wing oh, for I didn't him. Say him on my just missed. Oh, you didn't? Man, yeah. So uh, you think you you wonder you know if a guy like that had top five players around him on on the wing too how he would perform right sure so I I get that argument but for me just watching his game it just seems so complete uh, over some of the other guys behind him on this list that I just I can't help but put him at number five so okay uh, my number five is John Tavares my number four okay yeah, yeah love this guy so well, I'll say I have Matthews at four okay so Tavares Matthews five four. I could flip flop them. Uh, I will agree with you. Obviously, Tavar. I mean, you're a 28 year old guy. You're probably going to have a bit, a little bit better of a defensive game than the 22 year old. Absolutely. Uh, and and so that point is is fair. Uh, both these guys can score like the wind. I mean, Tavares had 47 goals last year. Right. Uh, so nothing nothing there that that says uh, you can't shoot the puck. Uh, definitely helps. The fact that he's been able to play with Mitch Marner, I mean, he's definitely the best winger that he's ever had. He's a, he's no offense to the wingers that he had in Anders New York, Lee and like <laughs> Anders Lee, but uh, or uh, who was the oh, who was the guy that that went to Buffalo, Kyle Poso. Oh right, <laughs> you know, guys that Tavares was making was was like making the money essentially. Right. Yeah. Uh, this this way around, I think it was. I mean, Marnie, Marner, Marnie, Marnie, old Marnie. Marnie. Uh, he he definitely made Tavares better, and, and vice versa. You know, they, they both. That's what good players do. Tavares definitely made Marner a lot of money. <laughs> uh, he's just that guy. You want those guys in your team, but I, I'll, I'll give you the two way game. Matthews though is, well, Tavares is like, he does everything right. He's got a great shot. He can skate. He he can do everything. There'd be no reason why you wouldn't want to have him on your team. There's like just that little bit of that Matthews has that you go, what the freak? Like that guy's unbelievable. Matthews has got like this this aura around him where he's 
where I, I look at him and I'm like, this kid can be really something special, right? Well, it's like he stick handles the puck like Patrick Kane, and then he can shoot the puck like no one I've ever seen. That's, I think, the thing that makes him so unique is that he really does shoot the puck like nobody has ever shot the puck. Right. I mean, Tavares does everything really well, but Matthews has got a few things that he does exceptionally well. Like much may, maybe the best sure. of all time, potentially. You know, right. Got and that. so, yeah, that that kind of puts a little little spark, a little glimmer in your eye where you're like, hmm. a little glimmer. All right. So you have Tavares at four. Who do you have at five? At five, I had Braden Point. Oh, that's Point. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you got Tavares at four. Um, so something tells me we got the same top three. I, it sounds like it. Uh, Probably not the same order, though. I don't okay. know. Okay. All right. Let's hear your number. Let's do number three because okay, I'm, I'm yeah. sure it's the same. Nathan, Nathan McKinnon. McKinnon. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I I thought about. I th- I thought you know should Nathan McKinnon be higher? Like, has he eclipsed Crosby? I want to put him higher, but I think he's and still the answer got- is like it's it's not even it's like I've got one and two, and then there's. A, an extra big step like have you you know you ever you ever walk up some stairs and you're like well that step seemed a little bit off like, it was a little <laughs> i had to step up a little higher a little higher there's a little separation like everybody else gets to be down here in the basement i don't know if he's he's got a for me not necessarily that far away but i think he's he's holding on he's he's got his foot up there and he's he's about ready to take that step right i'd, I'd say in terms of like face-offs He's never been the greatest. I mean, no, not so at far all. this year. He's at forty four point four percent. Like that's tremendously terrible. Although I I have Connor McDavid in my top three, and he's under five under fifty percent. Whereas though you have Crosby, that's <laughs> right why now he's at fifty seven percent. Yeah, Crosby's always been very good at the faceoffs, but I think that's why you probably have a Dave Tippett, smart guy, realizes, oh man, Drysaddle's way right. better. Let's right. throw him in and do that. Although so. Drysaddle, I think, is at forty. Six percent. He's actually a percent lower than uh, good than grief. So apparently, none of them can take faceoffs. Um, okay, so number one, you have Sidney Crosby. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't have Sidney Crosby at my number one. I, yeah. I do have Connor McDavid. I, I figured you'd be a little. Surprised, I'd like to hear this. I'd like to hear why. My argument is one: the Stanley Cup rings don't hurt, right? You have a guy who's been there. He knows what it takes to battle. But for me. I, you look at both guys, right? And you can say these guys drive a line. Both these guys have never really drive had, a team. Yeah, drive, drive a team. A exactly. whole damn team, right? But I think, I think when you look at Crosby's whole entire game and the way he he has developed himself from you know being just an offensive threat to playing a whole entire you know two hundred foot game where McDavid's not there yet, that's that's the little edge that I think just gives Crosby that number one spot over okay. McDavid for me. Because if I had to play a whole season with one guy, yeah, McDavid's going to give you 200 points and Crosby might give you 150 points. But I think when push comes to shove and now you got to battle in these tight two to one games, Crosby to me gets the edge. So, yeah, when everything tightens up, right. the guy with incredible hands who can just stick his butt out and do his <laughs> magic, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's. He is playoff tested, and he like he's just he's a playoff guy. Yes, we we unfortunately haven't seen McDavid make the playoffs. I mean, hopefully this year. At this God. point, right now, it looks like they might. It worries me though because if you look at the stats, right, like I think fourth in the team in, in points for forwards is Thomas Yurko with two points. Right. So it drops off dramatically after the the big three on that team. So and they just um, got 
shut out by the Minnesota freaking wild. Yeah, three to nothing, I think it was. Three nothing, yeah. Yeah. It's the first, I think it's the second time in McDavid's history where he's gone three games in a row without a point. So a and little he tidbit. still is like, and he's still number number third, two or third number in the three. league. Yeah, yeah. You've got freaking John Carlson having the greatest ride of his life, Dude. twenty points in eleven games, and then Pasternak's got seventeen. Oh yeah, yeah. They're tied. McDavid and Pasternak was seventeen, but yeah. Pasternak is the ten goals that I think is it. It bumps him, keeps sure. him ahead. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's our top ten, top twenty centers top 20. in the NHL. Uh, let us know what you thought at OT Hockey Talk. And you can find us on Instagram or on Twitter. And uh, let us know what you thought. With that said, look for the Edmonton Oilers top 10 on our next show. Head back, listen to the rest of them. Uh, if you're looking for uh, just general hockey talk, it's not time sensitive. So it's great. You can go back and listen to those anytime you want. If there's not something you want to listen to uh, hockey-wise, head back and listen to those. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you soon.